do it right now? Are you recording? Yeah, I'm, or? I'm ready. Okay. You can start at any time. All right. Very good. Um, well, I've been in a battle of cancer for four and a half years, diagnosed with uh, high-risk prostate cancer. It, it appeared at the time to be confined to the prostate gland, but I did have eight out of 12 cores that were Gleason 8, or positive, I should say, of, of which six were Gleason 8, so it wasn't really good news. Um, and after kind of a delay in getting radiation, I had radiation to the prostate. A year later, my PSA just took off. Uh, originally, it was 15, 15.2, and um, I did some alternative medicine things. It got it down to about 10 and a half. What kind of alter- uh, other alternatives did you use? I, I did a lot of high-dose vitamin C, uh, went vegan um, at that time, uh, you know, had a supplement strategy, worked with a naturopath. So that's principally what I was doing. Uh, that I think some fasting work that I did really brought it down that time. I, I did a week of water fast. And that just dropped it considerably. Um, and then it stabilized. It started to edge up a little bit. But uh, it, that was in April 2017. And then I uh, uh, got treated in September to October 2017. So it took too long. But um, my PSA was bouncing around. We didn't know what that meant. But by October of the following year, 2018, it shot up to about 20.5, and then it continued up from there. Um, some of the alternative strategies I used didn't work all that well. Um, eventually, in the following year, in February, I went out to uh, a clinic in California, alternative medicine clinic, and unfortunately did uh, IPT low-dose chemo, which just made me tremendously sick. And after I recovered from all that, the PSA just shot up to like 43 and uh, went to 57. And then I just took a walk with God, to be honest. I just unplugged from everything for a while, tried to just handle it differently. But I found myself in trouble in the summer. Really, I started having pain in January 2020. Got got caught a cold, was coughing, felt a sharp pain in my rib uh, where the area was affected, and it got progressively worse. And by June, uh, I was losing. You know, it was it was the pain was twenty four seven, and losing the ambulation. The pain was radiating through my spinal cord. I was getting flares in my eyes. Um, I did an MRI. They said you have spinal decompression and your spine's about ready to collapse. Uh, the MRI showed there was three of the discs, T2, 3, and 4, were not even visible on the MRI. They just were grayed out from the cancer. Um, so it was a pretty, uh, you know, people were just thinking I wasn't going to make it. And, you know, I knew about cesium chloride. I always wanted to try it. Um, I went ahead and did the surgery because my nerve cord was swollen and, you know, I was ready to become a paraplegic. So it was sort of an emergency to get the surgery, to take the pressure off. Um, I did that and it was a very hard recovery, to be honest. It was, it was a pretty devastating surgery, but 
I had a fine surgeon. He did a great job and, and, and I pulled through it well. As soon as I got my PSA down, I went on hormone blocking therapy, you know, a few days before surgery, um, Lupron and, and Zalutamide. Um, that's about as powerful as you can go. Uh, after surgery, my PSA dropped, dropped, dropped. I waited, um, you know, I, we, you and I first made contact when I started having spinal decompression. I tried cesium chloride, but it increased the intracellular volume. That little swelling um, made the flares and inflammation worse. I had to just stop it. And my strategy was if we get this under control more, that I would then resume cesium chloride. So I waited until after surgery, four months. My PSA before surgery was 380. Um, after surgery, it started dropping and dropping. Um, by December, I had the PSA down to about one. And by January, it was like 0 0.2. And so in, this, uh, in November of, uh, of uh, last year, I started cesium chloride, uh, the full protocol. And initially I did it orally, then kind of a mix of oral and topical. And um, I went on to it for three solid months, took a break for a month, then resumed it again for another couple months, then took a break and then resumed it again this summer. And so I cycle on and off of it now. Uh, in the process, I develop uh, in June. My uh, no, excuse me, in July, my numbers were non-detectable, which is, to be honest, a miracle. Um, now, hormone uh, blocking therapy did did a, a, a large part of the work as well, but using it in concert with cesium chloride, I would have never got to these kinds of results without, I'm, I'm sure, without cesium chloride and other things that I was doing. So I've developed a modified protocol um, and to enhance the effectiveness of cesium chloride from, from my perspective. Um, and it seems to be working really well. I'm now at a point, though, I've had so much cesium chloride, I need to take a break because I was showing signs of toxicity and you know, I'll let it clear out of me for a couple of months, and you then can I'll reduce the dose cycle. and continue. It's, yeah, it, mm -hmm. you just don't take the same dosage. Cut it by at least fifty percent. Yeah, I'm aware of that you know, in the Brewer study, um, when they did half the dose, they found that it made the cancer more aggressive. It's not so that. That is yeah. a fallacy. So I, I've always been concerned about that, but that um, I, I felt like my body needed a break because people were telling me an odor was coming off. Of me. Oh, yeah. Everyone was telling me that. And I'm like, maybe I just need to detox for a little bit. But um, I will share with your audience um, what my protocol is. And it's different than what you give out, but not much different. Um, I found one day by accident, I added the DMSO into the oral form of the cesium chloride that I take. And I noticed it completely knocked out the nausea and it seemed to be more rapidly absorbed. So I did some investigation as this a safe practice and I concluded it, it, it was. So when I do cesium chloride, I'm adding about 
a half a tablespoon of DMSO if you're doing it orally. And I'm also then doing it topically at the same time. So I split the dose. Half of it's topical, half of it's oral. The oral gets DMSO added. But I start, before I do any of that, 30 minutes beforehand, I do blue scorpion venom. And blue scorpion venom enhances, uh, I believe, the effects of cesium chloride because it helps blocking in the potassium channel and blocking of some of the glucose fermentation. So that's part of my protocol. It's 30 minutes before um, taking cesium. I'm doing sublingual blue scorpion venom from Labio Farm, you know, 10, 10 drops in the morning, 10 drops in the evening. So I do those 10 drops under the tongue as a prep. Then I do the cesium chloride and I do it in a fasting state, never with food. I found that food seemed to inhibit the, the efficacy of cesium chloride. So uh, if I want to put maximum pressure on the cancer, which I needed to do in my case, um, I gut it out and I don't eat for an hour after taking the cesium chloride. Then I will have a more ketogenic, low-carb initial meal uh, that's more alkaline-based. And then a couple hours after that, I'll have a normal meal. You know, the rest of my day is pretty much. Uh, and again, I, I emphasize, I, I'm not vegan anymore, but... Um, I would say more of my meals are vegetarian than they are involving meat. And I juice, uh, have juice every day, green juice uh, or a carrot juice or something of that nature. So where I'm at today, I have scans. I had bone scan, CT, MRI. I think they found one little spot on my lower spine. Uh, but the PSA was extremely below detection. And I'm waiting for my new results, but to be honest, I'm symptom-free. I feel great. I'm strong and healthy, and it's really been a miracle because I had about three-month prognosis, maybe six months to live, and uh, back on my ranch working with my bucking bulls. So. <laughs> well, you could, <laughs> you could avoid that the food issue you were talking about, waiting and taking it on empty stomach. If you go external with the cesium and DMSO mix, you avoid all that intestinal and stomach issues that you were dealing with. That's not why I do it. Um, it's the same reason I fast. It's best to fast when you do high-dose uh, vitamin C because we're putting these cells under uh, oxidative stress, uh -huh. and fermentation stress. And so if you take away their energy source and you hit them, you're going to kill off more cancer than if you it, give them the building blocks to, to recover. That, that's so. true. But when you go external, it goes directly into the bloodstream and to the cells directly. And you don't mm -hmm. have to worry about digestion or absorption or food interfering with it or anything. Yeah, I don't. It, that's not that's not the issue. The issue is depriving the cancer cells of energy source when you hit them with cesium chloride. So if you eat, you give them energy source. What I found is how, how there was long a period do you think when I was eating, I was taking cesium chloride with a green juice, and I was eating 30 minutes after. And what I found is my cancer levels were rising, and it wasn't working as well. Um, so... That's what I prefer to do. When you use the DMSO, it knocks out the stomach issues. You don't have nausea. 
So you will have some diarrhea from neutralizing your stomach acids. But um, other than that, the nausea part is addressed with the DMSO. You get more rapid absorption. And that's just what I prefer to do. And that's what I'm going to stay with because I know like with high dose vitamin C, it's the same thing. If you eat a big meal and you go do high dose vitamin C, you almost have no effect um, because it's based on uh, peroxidation. It's based on oxidative stress. And that just that cycle is, is diminished when you have a lot of intake of carbs. But if you fast, you have greater efficacy. And I believe this is the case. And I think it's been seen at the clinic down in Ecuador that does this. Uh, that fasting enhances results. And it's harder on the person, but it enhance, can, can enhance the results. I'm not saying that's the only way to go. That's just what I do in my own personal protocol. Right, so, right. Um, and I, I also have combined cetium chloride with rubidium chloride. And now I've, I know that rubidium has been out. I hope you'll be able to get it back, but I have sourced raw material and make up my own solution of rubidium chloride. So rubidium is added to the cesium along with the MSO uh, for oral, but it's not used. I don't use rubidium topically. Oh, you got my email, didn't you? I, I, maybe I, I haven't seen I can't it. sell cesium anymore. Well, that's a shame. Oh, but, you sell I, I sent topic, you a right? link where you can get as good a product. And, okay. then, and then I'll tell you how to convert it. And I have... Uh, a hefty amount of raw material, ultra pure cesium chloride. So I'm able to uh, to create my own formulation if I need to. Good. I'm still working through my bottle. Well, I'm sad to hear that. <laughs> so, all right. But well. um, that's my story. I mean, it, you know, the quality of results I got. You know, I give credit to your guidance and. And the use of uh, high pH therapy to to you know diminish and control and um, I can't I'm not going to walk around saying I'm cured of cancer because there's still some microscopic disease I'd like to see gone, but it's had no Im impact on my life anymore. So let's put it that way. At this point in time, that's great. I hope uh, I was of some help. <laughs> You were, you were, you know, it takes gathering all the best thinking when you're in a situation like I was to, to sort of come up with your own. I had to come up with my own unique protocol that worked for me based on a lot, you know, the experience I had in, in the four years prior and um, based on the best thinking of other people and kind of integrating that. And that's what I, you know, think everyone should, should strive for is take control of your own health care. Right. And make sure you get the best of what you can do and, and then come at peace with it. So. Exactly. Well, I really appreciate your time and uh, telling me your story. Absolutely. Um, thank you for um, supporting me through this. And I'm sure we'll, we'll continue to collaborate in some way, shape, or form. So. Okay. Well, thanks again. And you have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.